Hi, and welcome back to the uh, 11th episode of CC Talks. I'm here with the usual gang, and uh, we have, uh, we better do the register, haven't we? As everybody there, present and correct. So who have we got? Uh, Mr. Powell? Here, sir. Good stuff. And uh, Mr. Smith? Yes, sir. And of course, Miss Burns. Here, sir. Well done. Should have been ladies first, I do apologise. <laughs> okay. um, so, uh, good, well, we're in our, uh, we're actually not in our usual hall. We're, uh, well, we're back in, uh, back in the office, because we've got a, a hell of a lot going on, and... Uh, Obviously, uh, we're going to do this uh, podcast and then back to work. So, guys, we've uh, had a busy week. But before we go on to discuss, obviously, what we're going to be doing, we're going to talk about quant next week. Special one for Easter. I yes. Think. It's going to be it's a all proper... All about quant next week. All about quant. We're going to wrap it in. It's going to be that little surprise in the middle of your egg. So, uh, but before we go on to discuss that, let's have a look at what's been going on. Because, Chelsea, you've been following a... Uh, uh, well, it was in the FT, wasn't it? This is Southampton. Yeah. And uh, what's been happening? Because there's been... Uh, some suggestions that uh, obviously the Gao family have sold their stake or part of it. Yeah, so obviously they acquired um, Southampton back in 2017. Um, yeah. And there's now kind of in, what's going on in the press anyway is the issue with the Premier League. They are investigating whether or not they have, there's been a change in ownership mm-hmm. in Southampton. So obviously when there is a change of ownership of a, of a club, you have to inform the Premier League so they can obviously undertake their due diligence to check that it's not going to damage the reputational image of the Premier League. Right. The issue is that there's kind of two sides of the story here where on one side is that they acquired the Premier uh, they acquired Southampton under Lander Sports. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if that was the case, they've now sold um, a stake in Lander Sports to um, to the state yeah. in China. Chengdu assets, yeah. Yes. A, yeah. The other side is that they actually acquired it in their personal capacity and if that is the case then actually there hasn't been a change in ownership. Right. So that's what's going on at the moment. Okay. The Premier League are investigating it, so Kind of stay tuned, really. Yeah, yeah, but I think it'll still. I mean, hey, from a from a playing point of view, everything continues the same. It's just, it's, it's really, it's probably the Premier League. Just obviously, as you said, there's a there's a way of doing things, and it seems to be that uh, you know they maybe haven't informed the Premier League. So I'm sure it will break, and um, obviously the FT will be following it uh, closely. Now uh, coming on to Jack, your uh, favourite club and your favourite manager. Jack, what's been happening with... Uh, but he's in contract talks, isn't he? He's in contract talks at the minute, but... Is that with Newcastle or with somebody else? With Newcastle. <laughs> okay. With Newcastle, you know. Don't don't go too far, James. You know, I'm trying to stay positive. Um, his contract uh, obviously ends next month. Um, the issue that he has is basically with the policy of not signing players under 25. He wants to sign to be able to sign a mix of players. That's kind of Newcastle's Irish backstop, if you will. Um, but the real question is, you go on and on and on about the same the same issues every week. But does he have the opportunity to go anywhere else? The big thing that I've seen in the news recently is links to China. In uh, I think the club is Guangzhou is the articles that I've been reading. But other than that, he he's always had links to other top teams around. Well, is the, I suppose the first question is, um, is Benitez right for Newcastle? The fans are happy. He's doing well with what he's got. He doesn't really have that much. Is he right for new? I think, I think a manager that's a good tactician and that can do as much as possible with very average players at best in comparison to the top teams in the league is what what we need. A manager who has a positive mentality about each game is what Newcastle as a club needs. So yes. I, I think you're probably right, but you know it, it, he's a he's slightly old-fashioned as a manager, isn't he? He wants a lot of control over the club to a certain extent, 
and what the club does, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch, where it starts to impact on his job. And also, you know, he wants to have a, you know, a, a big say in recruitment of, of players. Now, if you compare him to, say, because we always like to do this, well, I, you know, with Guardiola at City. Now, you know, Guardiola is involved in the decision-making with recruitment, but he isn't the ultimate decision-maker. You know, Cheeky tends to do that, and there's a, there's a committee. And he will coach the players that he's provided with. Um, he's also provided with players that cost eighty million yeah. plus, etc. And you've got the probably in the top five best scouts in the oh, world. Well, yeah. Well, do you think that Guardia, if 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 Guardiola went to City now, uh, to Newcastle now, do you think he'd do a better job than Benitez? I d- I don't think you can. I don't think you can really say whether somebody would do a better job in a bad position because. So then the question is, I why is it a bad position? Because of Mike Ashley not giving any money? I think it's a bad position because when you look at the net spend and you look at the amount of transfers that have been brought in since Rafa got to Newcastle and the amount of transfers which have been brought in, which have been, he's made it clear that they're not the ones that he wanted and he's trying to build a squad and develop a squad around his style of play. You can't do that without... So what you've got is you've players. got this internal conflict. And that's the question. Is he the right person for, for Newcastle? I think might he's you, the right you person be, for he's Newcastle. He's a great manager. But is he, is he what Newcastle... You know, if Mike Ashley's not going to leave... That's and he, the and issue. He, you know, then, <clears throat> then is Benitez actually the, the best option for, for Newcastle? I think Are you the, not better off with a... It's, you know, I don't know. Somebody, a Spanish you know, head coach... That, that, that you know is used to working in those sort of circumstances and then we'll coach around that rather than com- you know constantly conflicting because I think he's not getting we, the players that he wants yeah. I think if Newcastle were to go back to having a manager that basically Mike Ashley or whoever's above him says jump and the manager says how high like we've had in the past the fans will turn against them pretty quickly whereas with Rafa he comes out he's quite vocal with what he says and what he believes and he knows he want he lets the fans know the position that he's in and what he wants, which means that he does want to add pressure externally. The internal politics are a bit of a bit of an impasse, really. Yeah, but think, well, you tend to hear about the internal politics as you you know just from Rafa's perspective because he tends to put them out there in in the press. Ashley's it, perspective yeah, said he doesn't. It, have it's the a money. question. Yeah, is he is he more disruptive than he is, you know, a help? You know, mm, a, a mm. positive influence to, to Newcastle. Could Newcastle do better? If you assume that Mike Ashley is staying poor, could Newcastle do better with somebody else other than Rafa? And that's not to say that Rafa's a bad manager. In fact, he's one of the best in Europe, best in the world. Um, well, the best you know, finish so we've is, had is he league. not better off? You know, why don't he cut his ties with Newcastle, just go somewhere where he's going to get all the power? Yeah. He might well. He might well. He's only got a month left. So yeah, his contract's out and you, you, you've, got, you've got Leicester tonight, actually. Yeah, um, we do. But, uh, I, heard well, he, I heard he was going to be manager of Debenhams in Chester, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but he oh, um, I misread that. But you're not safe. You're not safe. I mean, you're, you're, you're unlikely to get relegated, put it that way. 35 points. So, you, you know, you need, you've, got, you've got... Probably to, one more win. And, yeah, one yeah. more win. And you've, got full, you've got Fulham at the end of the season as well. Yeah, I think so, three points. And I think yeah. we're, we're stable for the next season. Yeah. But it's where, whether we move forward for that. But, but, uh, yeah, but that's, that's not where Newcastle should be. But remember, last year, no. No, last year, 
you were in the talks of you know Stavely's buying it or or you know people coming to buy it. So there's a lot of he was hanging on, hoping mm. that somebody was going to come and buy it and get a new budget, and off he goes. And, and then, and I, I think in his, his own mind, prove that what he can do. Mm. Yeah. But if he's going to be exactly the same situation, where he's going to be, you know, you know, getting a few players in perhaps, but the money's going to come out of you know sales that he makes in the summer. He's he's got to be more ambitious than that. There's got to be still the desire within Rafa. But I you're saying he might go to China. Well, you know. I think if he was to go to China, it obviously he's he's one of the older managers now in comparison to younger counterparts in the league. True. Yeah. If he was to go to China, and he was basically honest about it and just thought, you know what it is, before I actually retire from management, let's go to China and have the payday, then fair play to him. But if he was to go back to another big club, I think it would be like a big, a big Champions League competing club, then I think it would actually be interesting to see if he could repeat what he has done in the past, again at a top club, in comparison with how he's done for Newcastle. I think look. I think I mean we you know yeah. Steve and I are big fans of Rafa, and mm. Uh, mm. you know we think he's achieved you know, some you know some fantastic results um, in 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 Europe, and obviously did pretty well with Liverpool, um, you know for a number of seasons. But I just get the impression that the Newcastle fans like him because he stands up to Mike Ashley or appears to stand up to Mike Ashley rather than looking at, you know, objectively where you are, you know, you will all think that you're a big club and you are a big club and you keep rattling around the bottom of the, the Premier League and sometimes getting relegated. Is, you know, so is that really, you know, with Rafa in charge, you know, is that really where you want to be? You know, you, 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 you seem to be liking to be. Rafa because he stands up to Mike Ashley rather than the fact that, you know, is he right fit for, for Newcastle? Really, what you want is you want to be getting mid-table established there, and then seeing where you can go from there. It would be good to actually finish maybe above thirteenth, fourteenth, consistently. Yeah. Rather than in the championship. No, sorry, I couldn't resist it. It's all right, James. I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. He missed again. you last week. He missed I'll you, Jack. Yeah, because he had nobody to do. No, nobody was jealous of me. No, I was sticking up for you anyway, Jack. Yes. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Yeah. So, uh, well, there'll be more on. More on I mean, it's, it's going to be. There's going to be. What have we got? Two or three more weeks, and we'll know mm. what Rafa's situation is going to be. Maybe. I don't think he'd. I honestly don't think he'll sign a contract until yet, until after the season's finished. No. I think he'd want. If he's got if he's got anything about him with what he's been saying in the past about needing funds, I think he'll wait for the wait for promises. Great. Okay. Well then, uh, good stuff. Let's see what uh, see what happens. There's going to be lots of uh, different things going on in the managerial, and then we bang into uh, obviously the summer transfer window. But before that, we've got to go. So we're going to do quant next week. Yes. We've got some. Uh, what are we going to cover in the quant next week? We got. Well, uh, there's there's a number of things, but we are definitely going to do the best Premier League team. Of the season, based on on oh, quantity quant. analysis. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we'll, for each position, we'll probably go with a four four two just to try and make it relatively simple. Yeah. But for each position, we will choose, you know, who we, who the you know who the objective the objective intelligence says is the best player in that position this season. Great. From whichever club. Yeah, that's because that's so, yeah, all the people on so the fantasy depends, football. Depends which City team are playing that way, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Oh, Jack, Jack's got nervous Jack, now. Because he's right? thinking, oh, he's thinking, there won't be a Newcastle player in there. There actually won't be. 
Um, what am no, I actually, be? won't be. That might be. Well, our best player of all season has been Rondon, and he's not a patch on Kane or Aguero. No, so. that's true. No, but Harry's gone and done his, uh, he's done his leggings, hasn't he? His, mm. Yeah, the ligaments. He's out. He's out for the season, isn't he? Yes. So uh, happy days for you, James. Is, week, James. James is quietly smiling, obviously. Yeah, happy days. For the replay. It's a shame. Good, good. <laughs> okay. Now, Jack. One thing we were talking about last week was obviously Hazard's performance against West Ham, wasn't it, for Chelsea? Yeah, a cracking game. Played really well on Monday night. Got both goals against West Ham. One of them arguably a contender for goal of the season. He seems to be playing really well, which is obviously why he's yet again. Um, one of the head rumours for the summer to be moving to Madrid. It's been a constant one for about four years, but it looks as though now more than ever it really is a possibility. Zidane coming back in and naming him as one of the top targets for this uh, for the summer transfer window. Mm. What um, sort of money? Looking towards about a hundred million, maybe plus that. Um, Sarri said that he's worth more than that. But with the current market and Real Madrid's war chest, I'm sure they won't have an issue coughing up whatever money Chelsea actually argue for. Mm-hmm. So, so who is he going to replace? Bale. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. straight swap, isn't it? More or less, straight swap. Gareth Bale out, Ted and Hazard yeah. in. I mean, Chelsea, you did a bit on where Bale might have been going. Yeah, so the press are saying that he's, either, he's lined up for either Bayern Munich or Manchester United. And um, Madrid have apparently put a £100 million price tag on him as well. So, like you said, it is a pretty equal swap. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because if, if they think they're both the same value in market terms, mm. then one of the things that we've been looking at, because we were going to do a paper on this, and we were actually going to think about talking about this next week as well, is we have done a little bit of work in the quant team on Hazard versus Bale. All right. And what it shows, because I think you'd also, I think you'd mentioned earlier in the week, Chelsea, that that you know that Hazard had said that Sarri's, he thought Sarri was a great manager. Yeah. It was quite interesting because he is playing objectively playing much better this season than he was last mm. season mm. under Conte. Mm. Um, and the season before under Conte, he 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 did play better, but he's not playing as well as he is right now. This is the best that that Hazard has been playing in terms of his contribution to Chelsea winning football matches. For three seasons, so when you compare it to Bale, mm. Hazard's miles ahead this season, absolutely miles ahead. Now, I know that Bale's been injured, but we take that into account when we're doing the the, the quant. But actually, the injury thing with Bale is 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 interesting as well because he's been out in September for four days, October for twelve days, December five days, January twenty one days, March seven days. I mean, it's hardly been a season of of good health, has it? For, for Bale. Mm, wow. Bale and Hazard were equally as good as each other within, within a, you know, a tiny percentage last season. So that was Hazard under Conte when the rumours were that he wasn't getting on well with the manager. Mm. And obviously Bale under Zidane last season. And you know, again, there are rumours that those two don't get on. But, so they were about, about equal, but Hazard has leapt dramatically ahead. Of, so Bale's regressed this season, yeah, irrespective of the injuries, and, and Hazard's gone on a whole host of, of steps. So if I was doing that deal, I'd be grabbing Hazard you know, straight away. And it's interesting, Jack, because you and I were talking about whether Bale would go to Man United. You know, Hazard, could he go to Man United? He's a similar player, like yeah. you said, but Hazard in the market where he's at... Real Madrid want Hazard. Yeah. Hazard wants Real Madrid. Yeah. There's never been any 
solid interest from Man United yeah. moving towards Hazard or vice versa. No, you get into a way. Sanchez situation, wouldn't you? So yeah. you know, Man United might try and pull him across, you know, with you know, you know, massive riches, you know, big money. Um, well, and it, Madrid couldn't it, offer. Well, I mean, it's interesting because you know Madrid. I think there's been some speculation in the papers that Madrid are saying, "Look, it's 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 a hundred million, and that's that's it." You know, and if if not, we'll look elsewhere. So you know, I think I think I think Man United for this player have got deeper pockets than Real Madrid. I just think it'd be more difficult for Man United to get him from Chelsea. Um, but I do think he could provide a massive solution for 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 Man United as well. In the similar position to what Hazard is, though, the big transfer rumor for Man United is Jadon Sancho from Dortmund, which is yeah. going to cost them within the region of a hundred million. Yeah. So. They're looking towards Sancho as a young English option yeah. Yeah. rather than towards Hazard, who but has been trying to force the move out of the Premier League for yeah. four, five yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 28. Yeah. Hazard's 28, Sancho's so, yeah. 20, 21. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so that, and then you've got the difference between experience. I mean, you know, Hazard is probably at the peak of his, his playing career at present. Yeah. You know, yeah, Sancho's got a bit to go yet um, and hasn't, you know, he's had a good season, a good, you know, very good season mm. at, at Dortmund. We'll do we, what we'll do as well then, because we've we sort of talked about this a week early. We'll also add Sancho into the into the mix as well. And let's see how good he is this season, um, compared to Bale and to to Hazard. But yeah, interesting. Great stuff. Yeah, look forward to that. Great. Well, we're moving now on to Mourinho minute, and uh, Jack, you've been following uh, our, our Mr. Mourinho, and uh, he's been uh, obviously having a few words after the Manchester United Barcelona game. Yeah, his, his latest was about Scott McTominay when he labelled him a mad dog after the result against Barcelona. Um, could sound like a bit of an insult, but I, he seemed to have been quite positive, you know, with his work rate around the pitch. Mm. It's it's a nice change for Mourinho, being a bit positive about Man United players with his almost hatred for Pogba, you know, yeah. it's something new. But he, he could have just said he was great instead of saying he's a mad dog. Uh, Mourinho has his yeah. ways, doesn't he? Yeah. I think, I, mean, he's, yeah. I think he's allowed. How did he, I didn't see the match because obviously it involved Man United. Yeah. Um, so, so how did he play? Well, I only watched the second half. Um, but from what I from what I was watching the second half, McTominay played best part of two thirds of the second half, and the commentators were commending him for how he conducted himself throughout the match. So I think it, it what, seemed was he to be polite or something. No, it seemed to be pretty saying that his. Uh, his performance was mature beyond his years again, which is something that we've seen throughout the season. So it looks as though he's turned into a good prospect. And that's, I think, if memory serves right, McTominay's first appearance was under Mourinho. How often did he play for Mourinho? I, can't, I, can't I think he made a few few yeah. appearances, but not too many. But he's playing more now for Solskjaer, is he? Not that. I think it's because well, the, the main midfielders being Madic, uh, yeah. Herrera, etc. have had injuries, but it's a good good young player to come in. And play against Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. It's a great opportunity for a young player. Mm. He's essentially Manchester United's answer to Phil Foden. He is, yeah. sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's been talk about uh, PSG looking at a championship club, isn't there? Now, and I'm just thinking, would, uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously been touted with looking at possibly going as manager of PSG. But uh, he wouldn't go in the Championship, would he? No chance. No. no. Well, I thought, you know, no, he could be... That's... Yeah? No, but... never going to happen. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Well, look at that. Yeah. It's, uh... So, right, okay. Well, then, uh, now we're on to the uh, big short quote. So, uh, what have we got for this week? Because we've been... We've done a few now. 
And I mean, there are some other quotes that we can't mention on this podcast, of course. So what have we got, what have we got for this week? Well, we thought that because Jack wasn't here last week, that he should be charged with the research. Mm-hmm. You could uh, have the honour. Yeah. yeah. The kangaroo court, court was out there, Jack. Yeah. So what... Um, well, following we up from last week's promise, you, you specified the Sunday quote. Oh, yeah. By Ryan Gosling when he was playing. It's your favourite. Well, I better not mess it up. No, now. let's do it. The Go for it, Jack. Go for it. Okay. You get the ice cream, the hot fudge, the banana and the nuts. Right now, I get the sprinkles. And yeah, if this goes through, I get the cherry. But you get the Sunday, Vinny. Brilliant. That, that was good. Yeah. yeah, that was all right. So there you go. You get the Sunday. Well, I've yeah. got a future. So maybe yeah. an acting. Well, yeah. it's yeah. good. Well, thanks to you, sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, great stuff. All right. Well, good stuff, Jack. Well done on that. We'll come up with one for for next week. And um, we're down to guys. Have a great uh, great weekend. Thanks very much for joining us again on our CC Talks podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll connect next Friday. Ready for uh, Good Friday. So good, good Friday. Good Friday. Good Poster podcast and good quant. Yeah. And um, have a great, great weekend.